This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light Comfy, good to go to. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now live on the Cottage Talk Facebook page and on my Twitter account, Russ underscore Goldman, is Steve Lydiard in the bottom square. We'll call it the secret square. And in the right-hand square is Emilio Donnell. This is our initial reaction, our full-time show of Fulham's 1-1 draw with Wigan. Okay, guys, let's just not waste any time. Unfortunately, Fulham did not gain automatic promotion, so it is the playoffs. But let's start with your just initial reaction to this match. Emilio, over to you. Hi, guys. Hi, Steve. Hi, Russ. Um, <laughs> pretty much sums up the season. I know, I know we've gone to the playoffs. We shouldn't complain. But it was a fairly underwhelming performance, in my opinion. I don't again, like West Brom away last week. What was there to lose? Go out there, try to win the game. And, and even if it made you lose 2 or 3-0. And the same again tonight. We had to win at all costs, minimum. And I don't think we did enough. You know, we were flat. It was slow and lethargic. And again, it sums up the whole 46 games of the season. It's not like we've played unexpectedly underwhelming today. We've played similarly like we've played all season. So not surprised we didn't win. You know, I think most many of us predicted we wouldn't win, but there was always hope. Yeah. yeah but there were three big ifs. And, you know, one of those ifs happened. The other one almost almost worked our way. And we had to do what we had to do. Unfortunately, we didn't, we didn't deserve to win. So, yeah, underwhelming, but... Let's let's prepare for the playoffs, which is a psychology thing. What we always knew was going to happen. It was only, it was a remote possibility for us yep. to get tonight. So no disappointment. No, dis- I'm not disappointed. It's just you know, we could have done, but we could have done more tonight. We should have been a little bit more, you know, un- overwhelming in it. But we didn't really want to win enough. Same old, same old, really. Okay, Steve, over to you. Your opening thoughts. Yeah, I'm much the same. I don't really know to be happy, sad, or or, mm. or what to be honest, because it. 
Uh, it turns out, you know, we could have ended up winning a game 10, 10 1, 21, 31. <laughs> it still wouldn't have mattered because no, West, it Brom, wouldn't have. West Brom got, got, you know, the draw that they needed. Yep. Um, had it been the other way and West Brom conceded late, then we would have been kicking ourselves again. Um, but yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be difficult in the playoffs because you've got Cardiff uh, playing really well. You've got Swansea who just sneaked in tonight with an impressive win. Obviously, you've got Brentford in there. Um, I think if you had to say, out of, I know Brentford had a couple of dodgy results as well, but if you had to say who was the, probably the least likely out of those guys to go on and win it, you'd probably have to put us as the underdogs again. Um, but that's not to say that we can't we can't pull it. I off. don't know if I agree with that. No, I don't. I'm not. Sure I don't agree with that as well. In fact, in fact, I think Fulham are the favourites going in, and I'm going to share why, Steve. I know okay. we might disagree, but I do put stock into what's been going on with Brentford lately. They're feeling the pressure. Uh-huh. These last two yeah. matches, you have to look at that, and it's not going to be a a slam dunk that they're going to get to the final, no, and no. it really isn't at this point because they have really felt what it's like to be the hunted instead of being the hunter, you know, mm-hmm. you know, when they are, you know, uh, trying to, trying to get to that place, they were almost there. They, they actually weren't, weren't the hunted per se, but they mm-hmm. were really, again, just trying to come from behind this entire time. And then when they felt the pressure, Steve, they've mm-hmm. fallen apart in, in these two matches. So yeah. if I'm looking at it, even though Fulham only got the draw and I agree with Emilio, it wasn't a great performance. In fact, I expected more. I still mm. feel strongly that Fulham are the favourites going into this. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, what look about Cardiff Swansea? Look at it last season. Same thing happened last season. You know, Derby County sneaked into that yeah. sixth place, underwhelming, a bit like Swansea's grabbed that last place. They went on and beat the favourites Leeds United in the playoffs in the semi-finals. And look, you had a Derby Villa a final at Wembley. So for me, you know, Brentford have lost two disappointing games from their perspective. They're in a potentially in a slightly downward spiral. Swansea could be the team we need to watch out for. Again, do yep. what Derby did last year. That's a good point. Playoffs, you know, let's, with a low points tally. Um, so for me, it's we knew we're in the playoffs. We were pretty secure. I think even the Fulham players, you know, will obviously we all want to believe we can we can get promoted automatically. But there was too many permutations to be honest. And you know, we're not there for a reason. It's forty six games, not one game. So we 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 deserve to get promoted. We would have done before tonight's game, but. Yep. You know, you have to look over 46 games, not over just the 90 minutes mm. like tonight. Yeah, listen, I, I agree with that. And as you and I talked, Emilio, I, I, was, uh, I had one eye on West Brom, and I just didn't think oh. they played well at all. But yeah. as you correctly said, they did enough. They, you know, again, mm. as a, a former co-host would say, the table doesn't lie, and he's right about mm. that, Mr. David Hulley. Yeah. And uh, we are where we are for a reason. Yeah. And West Brom are promoted for a reason. They did enough. We did not do enough over the course of the season. But that does lead to the playoffs, Steve. And, uh, you know, and again, I just find it interesting your view of going into the playoffs compared to mine because I actually feel pretty good about Fulman. And one of the reasons, and I'm going to talk about it right now, guys, is we talked about this off air. The biggest positive for me coming out of this match was the return of Abubakar Kamara. Now, again, it didn't lead – to any points, but just having him on for 10 minutes is huge, Emilio. I, I want to get your thoughts. Do you agree with me that that's the biggest positive to come out of this match? Yeah, absolutely. It was good to see him 10 minutes. Me and Steve were debating whether he maybe should be given 20 minutes, you know, a little bit longer, but there was that, you don't want to risk him too much. And for me, it's protecting him for the playoffs. Right, exactly. Um, you know, you got to manage it. Psychologically, I think it's good for the club. He, he gives a bit of motivation and, you know, oozes a, creates a bit more confidence within the team. You can see just having him on the 
even if he's a substitute, just having him there. You saw his, him coming onto the pitch when Cabana scored the goal, just having yep. that sort of camaraderie amongst the, the players. I think that you need that when it comes to these crunch games. So for me, psychology, it's great to have him back. People know that I'm a big fan of his uh, and he's, he's matured significantly this season. So hopefully we'll, we'll see him play in some shape or form in the next couple of games. He won't be, he won't be a starter for me. Obviously yep. he can be an impact sub, which is probably where we want to see him make a difference. So yeah, you know, that's probably the only positive that came out of today's, today's 90 minutes really. Right. And listen, I'm not going to sugarcoat and say foam played well, Steve, because mm. they certainly did not. They were underwhelming. They were poor in the first half. They were better in the second half. Scott Parker must have said something in between the halves <laughs> because they were a better team in the second half. But then Wigan came back in it mm. near the end of the match. So it really, again, they didn't deserve all three points. So let's start there. But the reason why I wanted to focus on the biggest positive to come out of it is because I can't get past how light the bench has been. And I think how much they have missed Kamara. So he's my positive to come out of it. I say big positive. Your thoughts on that, or do you have any other positives to come out of it? I know they're negatives, but do you have any positives? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to have to share what you said just before we come on air. Um, I saw something online on tweeted earlier that Kenny doesn't seem to be the same player he was before, you know, before he had his um, baby, you know, whether it's sleepless nights, you know, we all have these sort yeah. of, you know, things going on outside, but he doesn't look the same player. He slows our play down too much. There were times tonight, I think, I'll point out to Emilio, that we seem to be having Kearney playing a defensive holding mm. midfield yeah. position. So we had two playing that, yep. when really we should have two going forward. So whether that's a Scott Parker thing or whether that's just Kearney taking it, you know, on his own shoulders, so to speak, I'm not sure, but he definitely slows our play down far too much. Um, and you can see when Christie and AK came in the last 10 minutes, we seemed to get forward a little bit more. You know, obviously, mm. we were still under under pressure at times, but we seemed to break a couple of times and get forward, and that just wouldn't have happened with Kearney on the pitch. So Okay, I'm going to share this, Steve, because this goes along with what we're talking about. Brian Hughes actually shared this to us on the Cosh Talk Facebook page. Anyone else think Kearney was listless and missing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, half a season. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no... Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. He's got—he's a player. He's got the potential. I'm sure he'll come back good as well next season, or, or maybe in the playoffs. But I just don't know whether we can afford to. I don't know if we can afford to play him in the in the semi-finals because we've looked better with the with other midfielders playing. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are that, and obviously any of the guys watching. Well, here we go. I'm going to keep sharing this. This is from Foam Nick, who is uh, watching on my. Twitter page on Periscope, how much of Kearney do we see in the following matches? This is a great question because this will go back to my big takeaway along with Kamara Emilio. Fulham really missed Harrison Reed in this match. Absolutely. They're different players, but let's talk about Kearney. And then I also want to talk about uh, Fulham missing Harrison Reed because uh, I thought it was uh, huge in this match. Yeah, Tom, yeah, like I said, I can't disagree with what the guys are saying. Some of the feedback I'm seeing on the Facebook site. So Roy Richardson, Tom's had a baby end of, not interested at the moment. And, you know, it's Tom's not the same players this season. He's had a disappointing season. In a way, it was disappointing that lockdown took place and the coronavirus kicked in. So I think I've said it a couple of times. He was actually improving game by game in the lead up before the season got suspended or yep. you know, postponed for, for three or four months. So, but today... There was a people, you know, questioning whether Stephanie Hansen was unlucky to be dropped to back to the bench. Mm-hmm. I thought he had a good game at the weekend. So I thought he did too. You know, so that maybe that, that was a surprise. I, I'm surprised Tom actually started tonight. To be honest, I think you, okay. you need your leader on the pitch, you know, but you need also your leader to be performing. And 
you know, to see him come back on a, in a game where he, we, he's not figured for what half a dozen games, and in all those games we've been unbeaten. That's maybe that's a telling statistic. The two games he played, we lost. Subsequent games he didn't play, we didn't. We were unbeaten. So take what you want from that. And missing Harrison Reed, absolutely, he's been our best player since the season's restarted. And you know, ultimately, it's his fault for getting the yellow cards at the weekend. So <laughs> absolutely, it's his fault. So no qualms about that. We can speculate. Yes, we did miss him, but he's got nobody to blame but himself. Okay, Steve, your thoughts on on missing Harrison Reed? Because again, I'm not talking about the role that he plays compared to Candy, because they're different roles. But just in the midfield, the way that he controls the play in this particular match, I thought they really missed him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's got he's got. It's not just not just to point Kenny out, but just to use an example. You know, he's got twice the amount of energy Kenny Kenny had. Mm-hmm. On yeah, he's got a huge motor. Um, I mean, he just keeps running and running. Yeah, and he he just gives that sort of drive to the team, um, and we definitely would have a lot more drive with him tonight. And they're sort of only really comparing tonight. You know, we can he dropping so deep. You know, if if he was to do that in the games going forward, who you know, Reed really clearly comes in for him because that's not that's not his job role. So he he either needs to go back to his basics and play further forward, or or you know, Reed comes in for him and that, that's job done. As far as I'm concerned. Okay. Okay. Mm. I'm going to share this with you guys because this is the other side. It's from my friend Chris Davidson in Spain. Kearney was coming back from an injury. Give the guy a break. He will deliver and doesn't deserve to get slated. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure we're slating. I disagree with Chris. We're not slating. Mm. We're basically saying he he was underwhelming, just like the majority of the performance tonight. And yeah, It wasn't just him. It was the entire team. Started. So for me, why did he start? Question mark. So yep. for me, mm. I like Tom Kearney, but ultimately – you know, I'm prepared to, if I have to bollock a, a, a player for not performing, I always look at my captain. My captain, he's not, he's never been a captain on the pitch. And we know that. We've said this time and time yep. again. But if he's not fully fit, he shouldn't be on the pitch. So, okay. sorry, Chris, I disagree with you. If, he's, if he started, he would, he's been deemed to be fit enough to, to, to play. Therefore, you know, not, not an underwhelming performance from him tonight. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to share this just to be fair as we're talking about other players too. Here's from. Sorry, guys, I'm going to share this from, from this phone support in just one second. This is from this phone support watching us on my Twitter account. Mitrovic, a bit of a miss today. Steve, what are your thoughts about that? Service. You can only do so much as a striker without any service. You don't get any service on a Sunday morning. You're going to be no good. You don't get any service in a local league. You're not going to be any good. Don't get any service in, in, you know, the, in the top professional leagues. You're not going to be any good. Uh, at the end of the day, as a striker like Mitrovic, you're reliant on service. service. Yep. If you don't have anything, you've got to make it all yourself. Well, I'm then... going to keep sharing some Mitro <laughs> comments. This is from our friend Steve Reynolds in Spain. I agree about Kearney, but God forbid, should we also not look at Mitro's work rate since the return? What are your thoughts, guys? Emilio? It's fair. You know, at the end of the day, it's... Um... It's David going to criticise a striker who's, you know, who's a top scorer in the division. He's mm. got... You know, he's, going to, he's scored the most goals in the division. Um, but, you know, he's, in those first couple of games against Leeds and Brentford, he, 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 was, he went missing. He was ineffective in, that, in those two mm-hmm. games. He's, you know, played in a more, more important role against Sheffield Wednesday at the weekend. But again, he's been underwhelming since, his re- since, yep. his, since the return of the season. So, but you still need your big players. At the end of the day, yep. you can't put your biggest player on the pitch. So, you know, it's up to us. I agree with Steve. We need, he needs more service. Yep. And I think the more games he gets, the, you know, we've got three more up to three more games a season. So hopefully he'll, he'll get stronger and stronger and we'll relish the big time. So, you know, he's, he's a big player that we need. Yep. 
Absolutely. And uh, Chris uh, Davidson, our, our friend in Spain, and I just want to just reiterate this. Chris, on you were just mentioning, t- talking about the uh, situation with, uh, with Tom Kearney. He also mentioned, well, what about Harrison Reed? And we've already talked about Harrison Reed. What Harrison Reed did in the last match was ridiculous, and that's yeah. why we talked about why he was a miss. That was, that's on him, and yeah, he should exactly. be criticized for that. Chris, yeah. and we are criticizing him for that. We we are yeah. criticizing players. We're not just picking on Tom Kearney. We're mm-hmm. criticizing the players that, again, in in this mm-hmm. match, they could have used Harrison Reed. And I love Harrison Reed, mm-hmm. but he cost Fulham because he was not available uh, in this match. And well, this point, we mentioned it, didn't we? Five yeah, minutes. we already did. I don't know. If Chris must have missed the, missed the point, and we've said it's his own fault. They got he he got two yellow cards. He can't and nobody else to blame. Yep. yep. All right, guys. I want to ask you about this because a player that's actually been coming on strong, we have to talk about this. Niskin's Cabano. Steve, <laughs> he keeps scoring. Now, this is a great goal. What are your thoughts about Cabano and him really just showing up when it's been really needed lately? Um, well, I was saying to Emilio during the game, I can't actually believe that. And we know they'll come good, I think, next year. But I can't believe we spent all this money on Knockout and Cavalero. <laughs> And yet we haven't offered any sort of contract to Cavano. Now, maybe that's because we're going to see if we go up, because obviously we get promoted yeah. for the playoffs. Then, to be fair to Neeskins, you know, he probably wouldn't have a place in our squad. However, if we stay in the championship, I definitely think he has his place. So why he hasn't been offered a contract yet is beyond me. Um, but maybe he has and he hasn't accepted it for some reason. But yeah, it's, it's a bit strange. But yeah, like you say, going on to question, he's, um, he's done really well with a couple of goals and he's, he's one of those players that is starting to stand up when we need him. You know, he's not perfect. He's not, he's not the finish, you know, he's not never going to be the finished article, so to speak. But, yeah. but he's, he's come up trumps in the last couple of games for us. Um, and like you say, just when we need him most. Okay. Emilio, your thoughts, because uh, it's funny, I mentioned this in the last show that uh, if I had Giannis on and if I offered you, which one could you have, Floyd Ayite or Niskin's Cabano, who would you keep? And, and uh, he was not a fan of uh, Floyd's. But Niskin's Cabano, maybe we just haven't given him enough chance at Fulham because uh, he's really playing well now. And uh, he had a good reputation coming to Fulham, but never yeah. really the opportunity, I think partially because Ayite was ahead of him. So what are your thoughts about, I guess you could say, his renaissance? Um, he's a bit of an enigma as well, isn't he? I think, as far as I'm concerned, whenever we've been in the championship over the last few seasons, with except for last season, and he has a couple of games, a couple of good games, then he has an average game, then he goes goes AWOL and he goes back on the bench and suddenly he's not even in the, on the, it's a substitute. For me, if you look over the period of his time at Fulham, he's, he's again, he's underwhelmed. You know, he'll have a couple of good games like he's had recently, and then he goes very, very quiet. You know, he has a poor performance, yep. gets dropped, and then maybe, and then you don't see him again for another month or so until there's other injuries. He gets back on the bench, maybe comes on as a subject. So very much a bit part player for me for Fulham. Yep. That's the story of his career. You know, it's yeah, he could play a role in his team, but if we don't get promoted, I'm not sure he's a one. He's a he's a regular starter for me. You know, next season we need to look. We need to start thinking to the next sure. generation of players, and I think some of this sort of. 2018, your candidate players. We're going to start seeing the end of that. You know, I totally you, agree. But get promoted or not, for that matter. Okay. So for me, I definitely agree with that. Generation players, and thank yeah. these, these your Kanovic players who got us promoted. Thank you for, their, for your services. But if we want to progress and move on and 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 develop as a team as as a squad, 
we need to put loyalty aside and actually look to strengthen the team, both in the Premier League and in the Championship next season, whether we, we don't get we don't get promoted. But I'm not sure he's consistent enough to be warranting a, a regular starting place for me. Okay, so as I just put up a comment from James Pierce on the Facebook page, Cabano must start in the playoffs. Do you agree or disagree, Emilio? And then I'll go to Steve. On current form, yes. I think if I look at his career at Fulham, he'll have those two good games. He's had another good game, reasonable good game. He scored a good goal. So by default, he should start. But again, depending on his quality performance, will determine whether he's going to be a starter for the for the return leg. So for me, I think it's a you know it's a fair shout. I think he should start in the playoffs first game. Okay. All right. I'm going to share another comment from our friend Chris because Chris again is very protective of Tom Kearney. He just he's a big Tom Kearney fan. I understand it, and I'm a fan of Tom Kearney's. But I'm going to share this. Arter, he was oh. awful. Guys, your thoughts on Arter? Again, we, we, if we're going to be fair, we're going to talk about some of the other points. So let's talk about Harry Arter. Your thoughts, Steve? Um, not the best performance he's had for us. Um, he's had better in the last few weeks, but I wouldn't say he he was awful tonight. I wouldn't go quite that far. If you're looking for, again, we're going to have to go back to it. You've started me off. But if you're going to say anyone was awful in that midfield, it definitely <laughs> was not Harry Arter. Um, okay. So we're we're going to go, you know, I'm not going to bring it up. And it's because it does sound like a witch hunt and it's not. Yeah, but, yeah. but we midfield is a key part of the way we play. And yep. we cannot we cannot afford to have any passengers. So whether that be Arta and Kearney, we cannot afford that. So so I we totally need to make sure that. whoever the three are, whether it be Reed, Onomar, Steph, Joe, we can't have passengers. I totally and agree. Me, uh-huh. And for me, I'm seeing a lot of comments on this. And that is that is the lineup that we should go with. Steph, Joe, Reed, and Onomar. That's a great question. Emilio, what would be your midfield three? <laughs> I think if Tom's played today and he's not 100% fit, I see him starting again in the first leg. He will start next week, unless he's got a knock or a slight knock subsequent to his return from injury. So again, I agree with you, Steve. When there's not a witch hunt on Tom Kearney, far from it. And for me, I'm very neutral and very grounded for those who know me. So it's if a player does well, I'll applaud him. If he does bad... I'll criticise yeah. it, whether I'm a Fulham supporter or not. And yep. Tom Kenny did not have the best game today. And if he wasn't fit, he shouldn't have started. But I, if he started, played what seventy-five plus minutes, eighty minutes, whatever he played tonight, I don't. I think he will start against Cardiff in the first leg. Okay, guys, let's uh, transition again. We're talking about some of the players that haven't played well. Who'd be your man of the match? <laughs> Over to you, Steve. Who would be your man of the match? I'm going to I'm going sh- to share this right now. From uh, from our friend Steve Reynolds, uh, let me just see if I can find Rodak, that. Keeping us in the game. Rodak. Okay, that's a good one. Everyone uh, who's watching us live, feel free to share who was man of the match. How about you, Steve? Uh, Emilio stole my thunder. If we'd had any chance of winning that game tonight and going up, it would have been Rodak saves that, that kept us in that. Sort okay. of two, three or four decent uh, saves. Okay. What about Anima from Steve Reynolds here? Um, yeah, worked hard. I wouldn't say he was outstanding. I've seen him have better games. Um, but yeah, he's, he's also a good shout as well. Okay. How about, how about you? So, Emilio, for you, it's definitely Rodak. Rodak, again, has had a tremendous season and uh, he yeah. had a very key save in this match. Yeah, he did. And that, that, for me, that kept us in the game and disappointed we weren't able to push on because I think yep. at the point, you know, that first 15, 20 minutes of the second half, when we got the equaliser, we me and Steve were saying, we're on top here. Keep pushing, keep pushing, keep creating, keep putting, we on the back foot. But then 
second half of that second half, it was all it was Wigan who started dominating, and they the, and we just started sitting, sitting back again. It's just disappointing. It's we just can't dominate an entire half, and and that was that was what I would like to have seen as a professional performance, a, a win, whether it would have meant yeah. we got promoted or not, and take that confidence into the next game. That would have been important for me, rather than okay. I'm just sharing some comments from some of the phone supporters. Tony Concabano, man of the match for me. And uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, James Pierce, I'm just going to share a couple of them. James Pierce says Rodak. So so that kind of goes with what we're talking about right now, guys. And um, so let's move on. Let's let's go back and let's talk about the playoff situation. So, Steve, I put you on the spot at the beginning. I, Mm -hmm. I said Fulham are the favorites. You disagree. But how confident are you? Now that we know what the matchup is in Fulham getting to the final and potentially winning it, what what's your confidence level? Yeah, I'm not. I'm quite confident to be fair. I mean, it's not to be any disrespectful to any of the other guys like Cardiff and Swansea and Brentford. But like you having thought about, it, you know, I was a bit hasty. Brentford are either going to go one or two ways. They're going to yeah. continue this spiral and potentially probably lose in the semi-finals. So then, assuming we can get past Cardiff, it'll be no pushovers, but I think we can. We're then facing with a with a one-off game against Swansea. Again, winnable. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident, but at the same time, we're going to have to, I think we all know, we're going to have to find our best one. We're going to have to play better than we did tonight. And a well, lot I of totally games, agree with that. A lot of the games we had recently, and this is my concern, is I don't think we can. Okay. So you think you think we can play at a high level for three matches? I don't know. No, we're, we're too inconsistent for that. We have been all season. Okay. And I've seen some comments like that, that our play hasn't been consistent our players haven't Mm. been consistent Emilio Steve brings up a good point because consistency has been I guess you could say an issue but I still see Fulham because they're difficult to beat I've said this several times having a strong defense whether you believe that or not with Fulham because again we can we could talk about the fullbacks we could talk about their mistakes they're still not giving up many goals Emilio so going into a playoff situation and then getting into a final, hopefully that mm-hmm. happens. Having a strong defense makes me feel that we have a shot. Plus, we have Mitrovic, and we have some players that, again, I, I'll even mention Cabano, who are hitting some kind of form, and and the return of Abubakar Kamara, who could be a difference maker off the bench. Mm-hmm. I like Fulham's chances, Emilio. Yeah. I know I'm a glass half very full, but I <laughs> yeah. do like Fulham's chances. Yeah, no, I think, yes, you know, confidence is key when you go obviously going to the playoffs. So Brentford losing these two games, that's going to, you know, may have a detriment on their confidence. Where Swansea have sneaked in the back door, they'll be on a high, you know. So for me, yep. Fulham and Cardiff were pretty much guaranteed a playoff spot, you know. And uh, we beat we beat Cardiff a couple of weeks ago, so psychologically yeah. we'll have that advantage. But for me, it's three cup finals, up to three cup finals. So sort of form goes out of the window. In a cup, in a cup right. game, anything can happen. It's over, it's over 90 minutes. So as long as you beat your opposition over two games, it doesn't matter how you get there, whether it's 10-9 on aggregate or 1-0 on aggregate, you still mm-hmm. go to the final. So for me, it's about how do you win over two legs. So I, you could see going to Cardiff, it will very much be a very parkable type of game. Oh, absolutely. Game, protect, you know, keep possession. Typical 46 game season strategy away to Cardiff and then and then kill the game off at home. That's that's probably going to be the strategy. But for me, 
it's not about confidence, it's about just beating your position over two legs. So we're good enough to beat Cardiff. You know, I was but, just about to say, I don't fear yet. Cardiff, Emilio. You know, I don't fear Cardiff. I don't fear them at all. And the slight concern of the way we conceded a goal today and some of the yeah. goals we conceded against Sheffield Wednesday, just before that, we looked un, you know, unbeatable. You know, our defence were very secure, very tight, very mean. But, you know, we've conceded four goals in, what, in two games. And some of those goals, the way we've, we've conceded them, is quite disappointing. So um, slight concern there. And if Cardiff, no, and Cardiff, they'll get at that. They'll, they'll, they'll get at their def- our defence physically. And that's, that's what we need to be strong and manage. Yeah. And if we don't, then we could get unstuck. And we, we want to come back to Craven Cottage and be, you know, obviously be at least level pegging going into that second leg. Okay. Steve, over to you. Thoughts on Cardiff? And do you fear Cardiff? And then we're going to talk about let's just play the game that Fulham get into the final. We'll talk about that in a second. But I just want to get your thoughts on Cardiff. Um, I wouldn't say fear is not the right word. And maybe Cardiff would say the same about us. Um, I don't think we fear each other. But yeah, at the I, I same don't think... Time, I, right. Yeah, but I think we're respectful that on on a given day, you know, if if Cardiff turn up, Fulham don't, and likewise... Um, then uh, then it could go either way. I think if we both turn up, I think we should have the edge. But I'd okay. be more concerned whether we turn up as opposed to Cardiff because I, I I believe that the Cardiff will show up based on their last few games. So it's just all about us, really. What what are we going to do? Okay, so it's about us showing up and being yeah. consistent, like you said, Steve. Because exactly. I'm not disagreeing with you. We have not been consistent. In fact, I would say we're consistently inconsistent. <laughs> we haven't been at that high level that we need to be. And that might be a small difference of why West Brom got promoted today and Fulham did not. You know, but, let's look over the, but let's look over the the game subsequent to the Leeds hammering. Yep. You know, you know oh, who's, been, who's been more consistent? Probably we have been. Leeds we and ourselves. Have. So theoretically, Cardiff have had a good run. But so they have, have too. Yeah. You know, we have to mm. as well. So how many games, how many goals did we concede? Or how many clean sheets did we get in over a period of time? About five clean, mm. clean yeah. sheets. So, you know, both will be up for it, of course. It's a it's a big big semi final match, and may the best team win. It's over. It's, it's, mm. it's in many respects, form goes out of the windows. Who who has a bottle to thrive on a two legged game? That's and who it wants it the most? Yeah, you know, it really it really comes down to want. Yeah. Who wants yeah. it more? It's a lottery, and, as they say, and it's um, yeah. No, it should be it should be interesting. And guys, I want to end by talking about Brentford, okay? Because. <laughs> Everyone is fearful. I shouldn't say everyone. Many fans are fearful of Brentford. Rightfully so when you watch them play. They play a very good brand of football. They are very expansive, and they are extremely dangerous. But I'm just saying I had a feeling that they would not be able to keep this pace up for the entire return from the uh, COVID-19 situation. I did not feel they would be able to do it, and they have not. So, Emilio, I agree with you that form is out the window, but they might be doubting themselves, Emilio, coming into this. So, again, I have a lot of respect for Brentford, but I wouldn't fear them in a playoff final, Emilio. I wouldn't fear them. Yeah, yeah and I said before, yeah, so far as I'm concerned, you know, Brentford have lost you know, two games which you'd expect them to to have won in the one they were in that exactly. amazing form. but. They're on a down, they're on a slightly lack of confidence going into that play. They're going to be the ones sort of, you know, shaking, wasn't it? Shaking, you know, in their boots basically because you know they they know that they've they've blown the opportunity to go alternative promotion. They would have expected to beat Barnsley with their right shut a few weeks ago. Look, you know, they've lost. We lost to Barnsley home and away this season. Got a, yeah. hammer, got a hammering at home, and 
we look back now and say, well, actually, if we beaten Barnsley at least home and, and beaten Hull at home, we would have probably had a chance to get automatic promotion or even win the championship, for goodness sake. So mm. for me, Brentford are, you know, they, they will they will be kicking themselves, but, you know, they've got a few days to regroup. And, you know, although confidence is a key part that I mentioned before, yep. it's, they've got enough in their tank to upset Fulham in a head-to-head in the 90 minutes. And we've seen that twice this season. So for yeah. me... I, I still worry about Brentford and being able to contain them if we had to play them in the final. Okay, okay. And listen, I understand that. I'm just looking at it. If we're looking at it right now, Emilio, what's been going on with them? Mm-hmm. And I understand what you're saying, forms out the window and everything like that, but I think they're dealing with something right now. And uh, mm-hmm. will they be dealing with it if they get to a final? That's going to be my question. Yeah. Will they have doubts? And again, I also think it's very difficult to beat a team three times in any season. I think that's difficult. Yeah. So you, you also have to factor yeah. that in. around Leeds last season, same thing. Leeds, Leeds blew automatic promotion last year. Look, and they got knocked out in the semifinals by Derby County. So that's right. That's right. It's not an automatic that they're going to be no, there. No, exactly. It, it, it really isn't. Steve, what are your thoughts about Brentford? And Emilio brings up a good point. There could be a, you could put a comparison to what happened to Leeds. Yeah, I mean, firstly, if I if I was a betting man, which I'm not, because um, I'm not allowed either at the moment but, um, for refereeing purposes. But yeah, I don't. I actually don't think Brentford are going to make the final. Um, I'm, go- I'm going to come out and say that straight away. If they do, and we make the final with them, I'm with me. I I mean, I think they've got our number for whatever reason. A bit like Barnsley, I think Brentford have our number. They know how to play play against us. Thomas Franks has got got us completely sussed. Um, okay. So I. I'd be worried about That's that. That's fair. It's fair. Um, but we could still win it. I'm not saying we couldn't yeah. win it. Um, and they won't. They just won't the freeze. Off. But yeah, and they won't freeze on the big stage like they have the last two games. But it's us, and they might think, well, you know, like I said, I keep saying it. They, they might think, oh, we, we know how to beat these guys. So, um, okay. All right, great stuff, guys. This has been great to do after, I guess you could say, a, a disappointing result. And um, we were talking before that I've been acting pretty down coming on this. And, and I guess I'm a little down because I had high expectations, but like Emilio said, come on, Russ, it's the chances were very slim and Emilio was right, but I still wanted it. I still wanted it. I wanted automatic promotion. They didn't get it. And my prediction guys was wrong. I'm going to say it right now. I predicted Robert Wilson predicted and Gordon Davis. We all predicted automatic promotion. So I guess I'm in good company, Emilio, but, but we were all wrong. We were all wrong, but, um, you know, it was close, though. It came down to the final match, so what can I say? It still was close. All right. All right, great stuff. Steve, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's been a long time. You better come back soon. I'll, I'll try, yeah. Um, I've just seen a comment from I'm Steve I'm going to ice cream the next time you come on. <laughs> no, Russ, have you seen the comment from Steve Reynolds? <laughs> um, asking me for a comment oh. on tonight's oh, rest, okay, but, okay. Um, Why don't we do I can't that? Give that? I can't give that comment, unfortunately, because Why? I could get – um, because if, if I say something that the FA don't like, I could get in trouble. So Okay, okay. can you be just a little politically correct? Come on. Um, I didn't think it was that bad, to be fair. Okay. There are, there, like anything, there's always the odd contentious and strange decision going about, but we've all made them, let's be honest. So you should come and see mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Very, very good there, my friend. Emilio, final thoughts before we wrap this up. No, you know we've got three more up to three more games. You know we're in it. We've still got to believe in the squad. Um, some of the comments saying that West is it Ralph Leeds saying West Brom must be one of the worst teams ever to win automatic promotion. 
It's what I've said all season. This is a very weak championship. Um, you did say that. On, or set of teams. And Leeds have deserved to be champions. And, you know, we we should be doing better. But at the end of the day, we've got almost as many points as we did when we got into subsequent playoffs in recent seasons. So, to be honest, whether we like Scott Parker's style of football or not, he's got us into the playoffs. Let's let's support the team and let's hopefully over three games we can get back into the big into the big league. But we're still in it. We're still in it. And yet we've been underwhelming all season. So maybe we will save the best till last, hopefully. Okay. Excellent. Great show, guys. I want to thank my co-host Steve Lidyard and Emilio Dino, but we do have to wrap this up. My name's Russ Goldman for Emilio and Steve. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cotter Stock. For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.